Superbrain is a labour of love. Alas, no podcast can survive on love alone. We don't have a sponsor, so we need your support for Superbrain to stay alive and kicking. You can make a one-off donation by following the Support This Show link in the show or episode description. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my name is Sabina Brennan and you are listening to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. Can you believe it is almost June? I only realised it was May when suddenly the month is almost gone. And so here I am in a mad panic trying to pull together the May episode of Superbrain before the month is out. Over the last few days, I've been mulling over what I might talk about in this episode. Um, I was going to chat about trust since I had a recent experience where trust was broken. Um, Not in a personal relationship, thankfully, but with the tradesman. Um, But as that issue is still ongoing, I think I'll save it for another episode. But trust is very interesting from a psychological and a neuroscientific perspective. So I think I will cover it later in the season. Um, If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I recently left the suburbs for country life. I am absolutely loving it. Uh, But getting the magnificent eight acre garden under control is a mammoth task. Uh, Confounded by the fact that we couldn't get our hands on a ride on mower for love nor money due to shortages created by the pandemic. So by the time we did get one, the grass was very long and weeds had taken hold. Now, my husband was doing his very best in his spare time to mow the extensive lawns, but it has become clear that I will need to mow them also. But I must admit to being a bit afraid of the ride on, um, especially as many of the lawns are on a slope and um, I'm kind of afraid of heights. Now, the slope is not that great, but then when you're sitting on top of the mower, it, it just sort of seems well out of control I feel out of control and um yeah so I'd been leaving the mowing of the lawns to Dave anyway I decided that I would brave it the other day now I'm not doing any of the steep lawns uh but you know I said right I'm going to um I'm going to give this a go but even where it wasn't steep (laughs) I still sort of panicked when I got to wherever there was a slope now interestingly Dave, Dave, who has been doing it for a few weeks, gave me some tips and um, actually counterintuitively, uh, it actually feels much worse when you go sideways along the slope, if that makes sense. I'm actually gesticulating with my hands and, and uh, which is rather useless when this is audio only, but you feel like you're going to tip over to the side. So actually going up and down the slope is better. 
because you actually do have more control. However, when I start to go down the slope, I get this terrible sinking in my stomach of real anxiety and a panic sort of takes over. Um, and I even let out a sort of sound. Um, and I feel totally out of control, something that I don't like. Um, I'm not one who likes to go on roller coasters, that sort of feeling, and I got that sense. And I go down, um, and I, 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 I really kind of what's going on here and and my husband was watching me and and he he just sort of said to me you know you don't have to press your foot on the accelerator when you're going down <laughs> and and he was right he, he said you know you're totally in control and it dawned on me that I had given control to the I, I, I suppose in a sense I had forgotten that I was the one in control. I was driving the ride-on, yet I had this sense that the ride-on, the, the mower was the one in control, taking me down this uh, slope. Now, it's not that big a slope, but I felt totally out of control. And it was only when I stopped, took my foot very consciously off the accelerator, and then put it at my own pace, gently accelerated and went down and then turned and then accelerated going back up the hill and then turned and took my foot off the accelerator as I went back back down the hill. Now, each time I did it, um, I had to talk myself through it, not aloud, but inside my head. And it took me a few attempts, but... I eventually got the hang of it and I actually overrode my own stress response and began to enjoy it. I still talked myself through it, but I, I think what happened to me on the mower uh, is a good analogy to what happens many of us in life, um, that we forget that we can take control. We forget that we can take our foot off the accelerator. We forget the power of self-talk Um regularly feeling stressed anxious or panicky you know it takes a terrible toll on our bodies and our brains so it really is important that we do take control and that we do realize that we have way more control than we often um realize so um the thing is the stress response evolved to give us the strength to fight off an assailant or to run as fast as we can to escape from one um, or some other threat. And, and, and we don't need that kind of energy to deal with a thought, uh, especially a thought that we probably don't need to have in the first place. So it is far better uh, to take control of our thinking, to adapt our attitude and to introduce practical measures to manage stress and our response to it on an ongoing basis. Um, so to, to take control and to end chronic stress, we need to identify and accept responsibility for the role that we play in making and maintaining it. Um, Keeping a stress journal might help you to see patterns in your thinking and habits that contribute to feeling that stressed, uh, overwhelmed or, or to feeling stressed, to feeling overwhelmed or that your life is out of control. So, um, yeah, so so that little moment on the ride on last night um, 
sort of gave me the the idea to make this uh, this month's episode about control, um, about what we can do about control, about you know control from a psychological perspective, and about the role that our brain uh, plays in various aspects of control in our life in our behavior and also about self-control sorry I forgot to turn off my notifications on my phone so apologies for that little beep um so if you believe that the events in your life are controlled by outside forces then you have what's referred by psychologists to as an external locus of control so locus as in you know it occurs um outside of you in contrast if you believe that you are a master of your own destiny or mistress of your own destiny destiny you have what's referred to as an internal locus of control um and 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 this is really important because what you believe about your ability to control important aspects of your life will shape your attitude uh, and your emotional well-being So have a little think about this. Are you someone who tends to see events as passively happening to you? Do you think that things are determined about by luck, by fate or by chance? Or are you someone who feels in control of your own destiny? 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 I've said that twice. Um, In control of your own destiny. Um, playing a very active role do you feel that you really play an active role in your successes and and in your failures that's important too um and in shaping your life people who feel that they play an active role in shaping their lives uh, have a an internal locus of control and they actually their lives tend to be happier they tend to be less stressed and less depressed than people who place control outside of themselves and anxiety is closely linked to our perception of control so people who abdicate control to others and to external forces are much more prone to anxiety so getting to understand where you place that power uh, is important uh, to understanding yourself and sort of really, I suppose, a first step towards regaining control and a first step towards addressing anxiety if it is an issue in your life, because we definitely do have much more control than we think we do. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Now, brain Im imaging studies show that when you believe that the source of control lies within yourself, the left hemisphere, the left side of your brain is activated. And when you feel that control lies with others, with outside forces, and is subjected to those external factors, the right hemisphere, the right side of your brain is activated. So with physiological activation of the right hemisphere, you might feel watchful, gloomy, insecure. Uh, in contrast, with the left, act, left hemisphere activation, you may feel confident in your ability to take on challenges and optimistic about the future. So your perception of what causes the events in your life can drastically influence your emotional state. People who consider events to be determined by luck, fate or chance are really very much prone to anxiety. Um, so it's really important to train yourself to take control by questioning your assumptions. Switching your perspective and adjusting your attitude can help immensely. Gradually, your confidence in your ability to shape your future and influence your environment and the people around you will grow. In my most recent book, uh, I wrote about uh, what you can do when things are actually outside of your control, as well as other ways that our brain uh, helps us to uh, control our own behavior. Uh, so I'm going to just read some extracts and I hope that you'll find these helpful. Where the source of stress, such as losing a loved one, is unavoidable, accepting their passing rather than railing against their death represents the least stressful approach and is the most beneficial to your health. Globally stressful events like an economic downturn, a pandemic or a natural disaster are beyond your control, so there is no point in stressing out over them. Fighting or fleeing are not options. Far better to focus on things that you can control, such as how you react to the stressor and what practical steps you can take to adapt and survive. Acceptance that I've just spoken about and forgiveness are closely linked. Holding grudges and withholding forgiveness don't offer any positive health benefits, but accepting the fact that the world is not perfect and the reality that people make mistakes will free you of unnecessary stress and negative energy. Let go of any anger and resentment that you're holding on to. No grand gestures are required. You don't have to forgive someone face to face, though you can, of course, if you wish. All you need to do to manage your stress is release the resentful, angry thoughts that stress you and move on. When you have to deal with a stressor that you can't change, remember that you can change yourself. Altering your expectations and attitude can give you back a sense of control. Never lose sight of the big picture. How important is the stressor that you are currently facing in the grand scheme of things? Living through COVID-19 helped many of us to adjust our perspectives. Many things that pre-pandemic we were chronically stressed about became inconsequential. If you feel stress rising, ask yourself as early as possible, how important is this? Will it matter next month, next year? Is it worth getting upset for? If the answer is no, then just let it go and focus your energy elsewhere on something that does matter. Reframing stressors can help. 
Instead of seeing being stuck in a traffic jam as a stressful waste of time, reframe it as your downtime. Time to listen to a podcast, super brain, <laughs> an audiobook, or find a good radio station. So our brain also helps us to control our behavior in other more subtle ways, often unconscious, but often important ways too. So here's another uh, extract from Beating Brain Fog that is about inhibitory control. At the most fundamental level, we are creatures of habit who impulsively respond to sensory information in our environment. Everywhere you go, your brain is bombarded by incoming sensory information. As you walk along a city street or take public transport, your attention might be caught by an attractive face, an unusual hairstyle, a tattoo, someone's taut abs, a ringing phone, a snippet of conversation or the smell of cigarettes, cologne or even body odour. Inhibitory control allows you to override impulsive responses that might be inappropriate in certain contexts. For social survival, it is critical that you keep your impulsive responses, verbal or physical, under control. Your brain is acting to protect you when exerting inhibitory control over your impulses. Voicing your unfiltered thoughts or acting on impulse without reflection can get you into trouble. Telling the waiter that his wig isn't fooling you or anyone else won't go down very well. No matter how soft and welcoming the bosom of the woman sitting next to you looks, you cannot lay your head on top of it to nap on your long train journey. (laughs) Inhibitory control allows you to manage your behaviour, emotions, thinking and attention. It enables you to resist the endless pull of sounds, sights, smells and other things that characterise modern life. Inhibition requires effort and this effort places heavy demands on your brain's processing resources. Inhibition not only helps you to regulate your behaviour, it gives you the gift of choice and the means to change your behaviour. Inhibition can be harnessed to help you to break old, unhelpful or unhealthy habits and to create new healthy ones. It is something that you can use to help you to eradicate behaviours that cause or contribute to things like brain fog. Interference control is a very specific type of inhibitory control. You can regularly manage to have a conversation while, for example, your kids' cartoons blare on TV and your kids whoop and play and make noise. You can do this because interference control allows you to block out irrelevant things like the TV and attend to relevant things like your spouse's or your partner's conversation. And focus on what you choose, the conversation, rather than the TV or your kids playing. Cognitive control is another subset of inhibitory control. And that allows you to to curb unwanted thoughts, memories or images. And this ability is not only helpful for eliminating old habits, but is also useful when managing stress, anxiety, depression and traumatic experiences and you can kind of see how that might work. Self-control refers to your ability to control your emotions and your behavior. It's another subset of inhibitory control. 
It helps you to resist all kinds of temptation that could be detrimental to your health, to your relationships and even to your reputation. For example, you employ inhibitory control when you resist eating a donut because you want to attain a healthy weight. Your relationships survive when your capacity for inhibitory control helps you to resist cheating on your spouse with the colleague you get on very well with at work. You rely on self-control to behave within socially acceptable norms. Without it, you might actually tell your boss that you find him really boring or tell your girlfriend that her bum truly does look big in that dress. You also exercise self-control when you persist with a task like a college assignment, seeing it through to the end when you would rather be doing something else like eating buttery toast and chatting with your flatmates. So that's it. Um, I hope you found that information about control interesting. Um, I find anything about the brain and behavior fascinating. I hope you do too. Um, I have been struggling in some ways inhibiting uh, my own behavior and exercising self-control since I moved here because I'm constantly drawn to the beautiful grounds around me, uh, trying to get the garden under control, but also enjoying the beauty of the lake around me and also project managing the renovations on the house. They are super important to me, but uh, also trying to find uh, balance with uh, doing things, my equivalent, I suppose, of college assignments, actually uh, doing my work uh that will help is necessary to pay the bills and pay the people uh, uh helping to restore the house anyway uh my name is Sabina Brennan you have been listening to Super Brain the podcast for everyone with a brain you can follow me on Instagram uh, at Sabina Brennan where I am actually updating um with the work that I've been doing in the garden uh, and in the house and also on Twitter at Sabina underscore Brennan. Uh, There's lots of um, back episodes of Superbrain if you are new to the podcast Um, and uh, upcoming will be lots of interesting uh, guests. Uh, Tune in again next month and don't forget to subscribe to get the Superbrain podcast direct to your device. Thank you for listening. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.